everyone. I'm Nicole. Hello, I am Earl. And this is The Mix-Up. Yes, sir. This is episode number three of The Mix-Up. Yep. We are currently recording on February 21st, 2021. And I want to welcome everybody. <laughs> welcome back. Um, so for this episode, we wanted to dive into the impeachment and trial that uh, we all witnessed recently. And we like to kind of throw in what the mix-up part of each topic is for us as a unit, a couple. And I would say that the impeachment trial itself doesn't offer any sort of mix-up because we're in agreement on just about everything that um, we're going to talk about. But I think the mix-up for us was on January 6th during the attempted insurrection or insurrection, depending on who you're asking for a definition of what an insurrection is, which we can get into. Um, you know, I will say, while I wasn't overly shocked that something like that could happen here in this country i probably was what showing my outrage to it a bit more than you would you say that's fair um yeah i mean i think i had a a, a, a more tempered reaction to it um you know if you recall the famous meme of Kermit the Frog looking outside the window on a rainy day sipping his tea that probably would encapsulate what my feelings were at the moment because it was just like kind of seeing um, just a the, the end result I, I would say of what these past four years um, I think have kind of exposed about America and as far as like taking on the Trump cult of personality and trying to interject that into the Republican uh, Party and whatever their ideologies may be. Doesn't even seem like they have any ideologies, um, anything concrete. But it was just like taking these white identity politics and kind of meshing them up and it almost seemed like it was kind of like a burning building and you just seen it simmering and it was just going and going and going you see that spark and everybody's ignoring it and you feel like you're the only one that's seen it and people are like oh no that's no big deal nothing's gonna happen the building will be fine and then next thing you know, when it explodes, you're like shrugging your shoulders and letting everybody know, well, I did tell you and no one wanted to listen. So what happened that fateful day was just basically a culmination of, you know, of, of all the lies and, and fantasies that people wanted to believe and not even taking into account you know, what they purported to love about this country, which is the Constitution and all the laws and regulations that make us what we are, and, you know, and, and why we are here today. So, you know, 
it, it was that kind of reaction that I had. Like, it was shocked, but it wasn't necessarily surprised. Hmm. You know, if that makes sense. That's a good distinction. Yeah, yeah because you, yeah, the the sh- I think the shock part is just watching it happen in real time and just kind of sitting there with this, um, the mouth open, like what in the world but not surprised that it could actually get to that point because it's just like you said, it has been a constant stream of information, misinformation over a period of time that, you know, people are listening, believing it, taking it to heart, and then acting upon it. And when you take folks that We've seen this through history. Let's let's also make that point clear. Mm-hmm. This this has happened through history. When you look at who has gained power, where, what has happened historically, you can talk about Hitler. Mm-hmm. You can talk about um, Stalin, Mussolini. Yes, any of those strong strong men. Yes, they repeated. If you look at all of that through time the repeated the way things are said the way they're communicated the way they are phrased it all comes to a head at a certain point and then we get what we've seen over and over again and all of that from from trump and from his lackeys i guess we can call them um something yeah his family People within the government themselves um, just repeating the same rhetoric over and over that led to what we saw on the 6th, which then ultimately brought us to the trial um, that just finished recently. I mean, on a smaller on, on a smaller scale, too, it's like a cult. Like, yes. Like, it's really a cult, like, because what, you know... They what, drank the Kool-Aid. The, yeah. And what happens is um, people don't delve deep into uh, the actual, like, what that person is saying and why they may be saying it. Like, is it of any substance? Is it anything that's going to necessarily change their lives for the better? Because essentially, like, a lot of these people basically love the personality of Trump. They would say, oh, he speaks the truth, or he's saying what I'm feeling, and whatever's on my mind is what he's expressing. I'm the true disenfranchised party here. Right, but that doesn't translate to any policy, any results, anything that he necessarily will do for those people. Um, And the ironic thing is that he's like this real estate guy from New York, but yet somehow he was able to reach out to the, you know, uh, middle America and people down South who are totally, have a totally different lifestyle from what he grew up, uh, being, you know, uh, being raised by his father and that whole lifestyle and riches and all that type of stuff and partying and, um, you know, the, the several wives that he had and all that type of stuff, which people tend to want to turn a blind eye to um, because for some reason they see themselves in him. And if you delve deep into their lives and his lives, like it's to- totally divergent from what they've known 
their whole lives. So that just goes to show the power of that goes to show the power of the cult personality and also like th- the fact that people after a while don't even care about the substantive stuff that can change their lives for the better because um, a lot of things that he made promises on that haven't actually come to fruition um, you know so it, 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 you know it, and then of course now you, you know when you allow it to build and build and build these Republicans who thought that they can somehow rein him in and thought that he would be of use to them and that they maybe hopefully could discard him at one point which of course um which was fool's gold um this is what happens and you allow certain things to 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 fluct to uh fluctuate and flourish and just foment the fires that led to january 6th and you know this is where we are so you know like i said i wasn't necessarily you know, so shocked, so so so. I, I was shocked, like I said, but I wasn't necessarily surprised by the actions that happened because this is inevitable. This is what is going to happen, and this is what happens when we don't know history and learn our history and take the time out to educate ourselves on politics and people in the past who have been like Trump. And so, I, I think it know. also, you know, the knowing history or whatever i think it's also for a lot of people and people within my circle i think it was shocking for them to say this actually can happen in america right this is the sort of thing you see on the news in other parts of the world and not in your own backyard and and i think that was the part that shocked a lot of people white people mostly um when discussions started happening around January 6th and around the impeachment um, and the trial was that part of it. The, but this is America. Right. Even though our own country has been, was founded and, and, and created based off of violence and, and all of that. Right. So, it shouldn't it going back to your point about knowing our history right it shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised in knowing how we started as a nation that we're just you're just gonna repeat that same thing over and over again well yeah because the thing is a lot of people think that the country started in 1776 yeah and they romanticize it and you know this this whole idea of democracy and you know, um, the the beacon on the hill for other countries and things of that nature. Like, if we stop romanticizing it and just look at it at face value, call it for what it is. Then I think we'll be better suited and better equipped to deal with things like this when they happen. Um, it won't be such a shock to the system, and then we'd be able to reconcile that with certain you know, previous uh, thoughts and biases that we may have had mm-hmm. um, in the past and then be able to come together as a unit, as a country um, to make it, it to make it better and also hopefully bring it to what we said that it is, you know, like match what 
our words say and what we've been saying on paper like we have to actually bring it to action yes. like it can't just be words there's, there's you know it's it's there has to be a time where we all look in the mirror and say all right we say america is great we say it is this uh, example for other countries now it's time to show up show out or shut up simple as that you know it's it's 2021 now like <laughs> there's no time for calling people's feelings yeah. and things of that nature and that's that's the whole thing it's all about people's hurt feelings well and they can't deal with facts and that's the perfect segue into talking about the trial uh, i think uh-huh. um because so obviously the articles of impeachment swiftly went through the house which right democrat majority um you knew what was going to happen there so now we're talking about trial and bringing that to the senate and from the jump you knew it was an uphill battle right you knew that the good a good majority of republican senators were not going to vote to convict and so there was this whole thing too prior to the trial being prior to the trial starting Mm -hmm. where mcconnell had said well let's we're not going to bring this to the floor right away we're not going to talk about this right away let's just get through the inauguration and do all this which is obviously calculated because then the inauguration happens and then they start talking about this trial and it's like oh well he's not in office anymore this is unconstitutional right right? so we get to that point they vote to keep going some object saying it is unconstitutional And the House managers present their case. Now, during this process, I think, I mean, I watched a lot of it. You watched a lot of it. uh, Most of it, I would say, we watched. And, you know, the videos, there were were things that the public had never seen before. And that was just awful, terrible stuff. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And you had folks on the other side of the aisle on the Republican side, like Josh Hawley, with his feet up on his desk reading a magazine, completely not caring about anything. Very disrespectful to the process. Even if correct, even if you were going to vote, how you going to vote? You felt how you going to felt? Like at the very least, uh, you can show respect. Well, you and can I show some decorum. It's you, yes. And I you think know. the other part of it, too, is there's footage on there. I mean, granted, he, you know, the whole fist up, like, fight, the good fight, whatever he is for. Um, I think for me, it's the utter disrespect. Even if I don't agree with him or like him or think he's even worthy of holding a seat anymore considering everything that he's said and done and he's also holds some responsibility for what happened on the 6th um i I think that the the utter disrespect of it listen i know you're not gonna vote to convict this guy 
But, like, you could at least pretend, like, you're going to do your due diligence and your job as a, quote-unquote, juror to pay attention. Yeah, and also the fact that this is the same building, same location (laughs) where those rioters did what you're doing, which was, you know, showing a, a, a total disregard for your surroundings right and you sit there that's what and your colleagues feared for their lives your your colleagues were threatened your colleagues um experienced that you experienced that on some Mm -hmm. level right trauma the trauma for past from past trauma Mm -hmm. like we've heard aoc talk about Mm -hmm. um and I, I just, I really have a hard time letting stuff like that go. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things, we can even tie it into the, the Blue Lives Matter folks right. that are on that side that don't really seem to care about that all of a sudden because there were there was body cam footage of, of Capitol Police being beaten with... American flags. Right. The the irony. Like the the visual of that, right? Like um the people that are there to protect the you know, th- this building, this sacred building and where them, laws are made. Those yeah, members are actually getting beat by the American flag, which many people hold in such high regard. Um is 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 just first is appalling to me and secondly it's on a on a it's it's like dark humor it's hilarious it's mm-hmm. not ha ha funny but it's just like right you know like just all of these same people that were talking all this and that about respecting the flag and respecting America <laughs> and respecting our cops yep. and things like that and yep. blue lives matter and blah 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 like now it exposes like basically like that it wasn't so much blue lives matter but they were just using blue lives matter as a cudgel against black lives matter it was just something to say okay i oppose anything that you say and i'm just going to use this as a tool to show you how much i oppose it so yeah well black lives matter well blue lives matter well uh, black lives matter well all lives matter ha how about that you know so it was just used as a weapon it wasn't anything in of itself to say like okay we actually believe this because you know the, the whole concept of blue lives matter to me is laughable because you can actually wow. take your outfit off and right. your uniform off and you aren't blue anymore i am still black whether or not i have on a coat shorts t-shirt whatever like whatever uniform i may have military police when i go out there in the public i still am black so that right there is just it's 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 quite funny to me but you know in any case just get back on topic like just the whole this just exposes everybody basically like the, the 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 veneer has been removed well and you're showing these videos right and we saw the moments where Mitt Romney was ushered away from um 
down another separate staircase or area mm-hmm. to get away from the riders that were coming through by Officer Eugene Goodwin, mm-hmm. who, you know, going into the whole Blue Lives thing, was in the room during the trial, right, as part of his job, right. hearing and seeing all of these things that he also lived through. The fact that everyone's calling him a hero, which 100% yes. And yet at the same time, he then has to sit there and listen to the guilty or not guilty votes mm-hmm. and hear what well, we all knew anyway, but hear that right. they didn't get the 67 yeah. votes to yeah. convict yeah. while this man is standing in that room saving this man who saved yeah, lives. nothing seemed to make a difference to them. Um, but, you know, <laughs> once again, um, not surprised. Right. Um, and not shocked. So we had, by the way, the final vote was 57 guilty to 43 not guilty. Mm-hmm. And out of the 57 guilty, there were seven Republicans who voted that way. Right. And it made me laugh when we're like, this is the most bipartisan (laughs) (laughs) impeachment we've ever had as a country. And I'm like, seven is bipartisan. This is is where we are. Right. So, um, you know, I think that that we wanted to touch on that a bit, the seven Mm -hmm. Republicans, because to note that only one of those seven, um, Murkowski, is... She's the only one who will be up for re-election in 22. She's the last one, right? Yes. Okay. The There's two that are retiring. Um, Burr in North Carolina mm-hmm. and Senator Toomey from, I believe, Pennsylvania. Right. Um, and then Collins was just re-elected. So she's going to be there till 2026. Cassidy till 2026. Sass till 2026 and Romney till 2024. Although Romney has been very vocal about his right, he's been anti-Trump consistent. Yeah, so like you know, you can kind of put him in a different bucket. So I think it's just really important to just understand the seven who voted to convict. One of them potentially has a larger issue than the rest. Granted, Burr um, in North Carolina. The North Carolina Republican Party unanimously voted to censure him. Right. So there's that. Um, but it, that's that's another piece of the conversation. But it's really significant to just recognize the mindset and the mentality of, well, if I don't have anything to lose, I might as well vote the right way. Mm-hmm. Mm, but it, I mean, it's kind of tricky because it's like we can speculate. Sure. Because right now is just like That's conjecture. What we're doing. Like, yeah. Okay, Fair. would they have voted this way had they had anything to lose? Like, if they were, you know, able to be. Uh, voted out of office the right. next year. Because to be fair, right, you know. Susan Collins has said like, "Oh, he'll." I think he's he's learned his lesson this mm-hmm. time, and yeah. So, not did not happen, Susan Collins. But, um, but yeah. So with that, I 
I just feel like there's all this talk about the Republican Party and its fracture. Mm-hmm. You have Mitch McConnell after the vote talking about how Trump is to blame, but yet not voting to convict him. He's a wily coyote. He he's he's <laughs> he's in it for himself because like basically. You know, it's all about maintaining power. He's just trying to, like, do a balance beam trick. So I think he's trying to um, appeal to maybe those uh, th- those people in power, corporations, or what have you, um, people, whatever people are pulling certain strings that may not be for Trump, that may be absolutely against Trump. And he's trying to talk to them. So on one hand, he's, uh, you know, giving that speech on the Senate floor. Or was it the House floor? Anyway, one of those floors. Um, (laughs) He's speaking to them and saying, you know, he was wrong. He was responsible. um, He should be held to account for this despicable act of inciting the riot on our sacred capital in our sacred capital building. But on the other hand, let me play the other side and not hold him to account when it really, you know, when it comes to the moment, the moment of truth in right. the voting. And of course, well, and he delaying, said like, well, he, you know, there could be criminal trials. So just, right. you could just do that. that. As well, yeah. Like that, I just so he's playing two sides of the fence you know is this it's a political ploy it's a political game and that's probably how he's been able to stay in power all this time is being able to you know do these chess chess moves um, you know no matter how uh, you know how atrocious or ridiculous they may seem but (laughs) he, he thinks it's working and you know, right. as long as people don't hold him to account or hold his feet to the fire, then it's going to be this way for, for a very long time. Well, especially when, you know, prior to this trial even getting started, everyone's preaching unity and working together and we need to move past this and we need to find common ground and all this stuff. And it's just like, what planet are you on? Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Ain't nothing to say. Well, fair. I know there was, there was a point that you wanted, like sort of like a question, of what does the vote in the Senate mean for the future, of um, the American standard and constitutional sanctity. Right. Um, yeah, just kind of a thought flowed to my head because it's like during these moments uh moments like this where we're at a crossroads of whether or not we are gonna hold ourselves to a certain standard um and do the right thing when it's so in front of us like it's it's really an undeniable unquestionable thing that we see like what happened in january 6th where here's our moment Mm-hmm. you know and history is looking at us and other countries are looking other at us co- and, yes. you know mm-hmm. 
And it's just like, we always uphold the Constitution to the such high standard. And well, that's it's just, the first thing anybody ever brings up, every, right? Everybody refers to that. But and the it's Constitution, just, but the Constitution, the right. forefathers. And it's just um, something that has just been... I, I, it's a head-scratcher for me because you say the Constitution, the Constitution, but yet you haven't done what the Constitution <laughs> has given you the power to do. But also, and I guess my question, too, on American standard, like, what even is that? I don't know. Right? The, I'm left because, to question well, it. Well, yeah. If I don't know, like, the American, citizen, To me, the American standard is, like, what we saw happen. Right? Right. I didn't, I, I believe X, so I'm going to do this, and I'm going to cause a ruckus, and I'm going to. Yeah, if I don't get what I want, then basically, oh, so I can, you're telling me that I could just gather a whole bunch of people and go to the sacred lawmaking building and try to overturn the process? But especially, you know, and when. Based on a lie, mind you? Well, right. Which some of these Republicans have yet to actually say, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, but but even with that, these senators saying, well, he's out of office now, so we shouldn't even be doing this. So now everyone, like I'm sitting here scratching my head and saying, so basically... Anyone who's at the end of their term, any president at the end of their term can just do whatever they want because they're not going to be there in like another couple weeks. Like that's how we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the new American standard. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have no answers for it. I just have questions. So. Fair. Fair. But, yeah, so, um, like we said, neither of us were shocked by the verdict. I thought the House managers did a really good job Mm -hmm. with their presentation of evidence and the defense. I, I, I don't have words. The internet did it for me with memes. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, they basically were a reflection of who Trump was. So, I mean, are we surprised? No. 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 I mean, that's, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's basically what I came to expect. So when I, when I saw it play out, it wasn't necessarily. Especially um, because he didn't have counsel. (laughs) That as well. He had to find people. There's people, um, didn't do any research and. Uh, they came out bumbling, um, tripping over themselves uh, They're initially. Two big suits, yeah. So just, yeah. it was bad from the outset, and um, it just continued to be as such. And of course, a lot of finger pointing and um, blaming on the other yeah. side for things that they have done. You know, I don't know. I know for for a fact I wouldn't raise my kids that way, but mm-hmm. yet somehow we. Uh, allowing adults to perpetrate this nonsense um, and make this the norm and not wanting to take any responsibility for
for their actions, which is ironic coming from <laughs> people who always talk about other people in society yep. taking responsibility for the conditions in which they find themselves in that was perpetrated or put on them by government or societal uh, issues, nor, um, faults and things of that nature. So yes. I just find it rather hypocritical that they talk about responsibility for people certain people um in society but yet when it comes to them they don't want to take the same responsibility and they just want to point the figure at someone else a la ted cruz <laughs> he blamed um, his own children <laughs> who wants to throw his own daughters under the bus oh, man. and saying that well he was just being a good father see so it's stuff like that that kind of just um <laughs> really really irks me and it's just especially when it's a consistent type of thing um the man blamed his children like i is are we i know this, i know this is the same I dude know, that doesn't I do anything know, about trump saying anything about his wife so what do you know and his dad and yeah i mean this guy yeah. has his spine has been missing it doesn't exist yeah. you know Raphael. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so yeah, I I I. But agree as with long that. as the people keep putting him in office, how right. much can we like? Yes. You know, it, it's it, but yeah, I, we with the eyes towards towards Ted Cruz, but it's like okay, the people see the same thing I'm seeing, or they choose to ignore certain things, mm-hmm. or you know, they they want to. Um, just say that everything is okay and just put blinders on even if that person who's supposed to represent you is not helping you out or your family out or your community out you still want to put them in it like have at it's it the constant you know the the ted cruz thing the cancun stuff all of that goes back to the finger pointing and the whataboutism and all of that that exists within the world of politics especially right now mm-hmm. right because there was all that finger pointing leading to the trial and even in the trial because when when Trump's lawyers went out there they played that ridiculously long video of people on the other side of the aisle and celebrities saying fight over and over and over again right it was like well they've had it out for him forever so like here's just a compilation of them riling up their base to fight 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 it was the most ridiculous thing ever Mm -hmm. i want to know how long it took them to put that that together but right but it's the oh you're gonna say this well we're gonna say this back at you and it's always that finger pointing and the what's good for the goose, right? It's mm. just, so you're saying he incited this, well, you know, Maxine Waters said this, and then there was, like, Madonna was in there. And yeah, all that, but and you just, noticed that they had to cut the video and uh, splice it, it the right. way they did because what that said, allows you yeah. to do is to take it out of context. Right. There's no context put into it. What were they referring to when they were right. talking about fight? What were they fighting for? Was it anything noble? Was it anything of worth? Was there truth in what they were saying? Yep. Were there any facts to back up what they were talking about? So the word fight alone 
it means nothing to me. Like, I don't care if you use the word fight. Right. But if you have something which you're fomenting over time and letting bubble over time based on a lie, something that is not true, based on your feelings because you couldn't accept something, now that is something totally different and yeah. divergent from what they were using the word fight for. Well, it, it also proved that they didn't actually have... And rather insulting, a, sorry. Well, but, yeah, you know, I mean, be- they didn't have a case. They didn't have anything really to go up against everything that the house managers put together, if I'm being honest. And yeah, like, I obviously am a Democrat and <laughs> don't agree with Trump and Trumpism and, and all and all of his, if you want to call them ideals, whatever they are. Like, I obviously don't subscribe to that, but... Um, but it's just that it's, it's, and, and right, like none of them, I mean, McCarthy, all the, you know, he's saying one thing on the floor and then he's going to Mar-a-Lago and hanging out with Trump and trying to figure out the future of the Republican party. Perception. They're only worried about perception. Perception. That is all. Ted Cruz worried about perception. Um, even on you know, even even on the Democrat side sure. with Cuomo worried about well, perception. Yeah. Yep. With that whole scandal with the nursing homes. Yep. Um, yep. You know the difference being, I guess, there that the Dems here want to strip him of his emergency powers. Right. So there's accountability mm-hmm. <laughs> for your actions. Right. Yeah, AOC is lead in, is leading out in front as far as you know that initiative goes um, with the stripping of his uh, executive powers. These powers, uh, you know, when it comes to a situation like you know when he was dealing with COVID and you right. know, um, you know, and you know, I I just you know I wish he wasn't so belligerent when it comes to uh, you know confronting the these um questions that you know yeah. when, when people are talking to him about this it doesn't make him look mm-hmm. any better Mm-mm. um so you know th- th- there are issues in that in of itself but like you said at least at the very least there are people of his own party that want him to uh answer for it and hold um himself to a professional standard and of course what that entails is accountability um and coming to terms with what you have done and talking to the american people and your constituents um and explaining to them in an honest manner you know what you've done and what maybe what you can do to fix you know that issue but You know, it's it's yeah, that 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 is the problem is the whole finger pointing thing and mm-hmm. not looking at yourself and saying that, wait, hold up, maybe I am the problem. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you can't tell me you're sitting on a plane in first class or whatever, going to Cancun. And then all of a sudden you have your come to Jesus moment and you mm-hmm. realize it's a bad idea. Yeah. Like the planning of it wasn't a bad idea the packing for it wasn't a bad idea the using police resources when your state is in an emergency isn't when you think it's a bad idea 
the getting to the airport and waiting for your flight isn't I the mean, bad idea. Ted, like what? Like can we just continue down that road? Like, Ted Cruz's dog even knew it was a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? Snowflake. Snowflake. I mean, she knew it was a bad idea. Got a Twitter account, by the you know way. I mean? Holla at Snowflake. But um, yeah, it's, it's I know, just, dog eat dog world. Oh, that's what it is. Man. Um, I think that's where you have to end it because I we can't. How do we get past that? You're a hater. Anyway. <laughs> um, I just want to keep it real. Hold you accountable for your bad dad Yeah, and jokes. I'm going to hold you accountable for being a hater. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's where we are right now. So, in the world of politics, there's more to come. <laughs> for sure. That's and I, I would like to say... You know, and I've said this publicly to friends and family and others. The Republicans who voted not guilty take a look at when they're up for re-election. Mm-hmm. Some of them are coming up in the midterms. Mm-hmm. Take a look. See who their opponents are. Mm-hmm. You know people in those areas or you are in those areas. Do your research. Donate to the opponents try to find someone to get behind and support them share them learn about them vote for them you know that is this is how we change things i will constantly say that on here this is how we change things you you look at the groundswell in georgia with those runoff races and what happened there there was a lot of grassroots movement, a lot of change, a lot of money coming from areas outside of Georgia you know, for for those, for Warnock and Ossoff to have the successful campaigns that they did, to mm-hmm. be honest, right? Eyes were on it, so eyes need to be on these as well. Yeah. Um, you know, make a movement. Um, one of righteousness and also... I would implore people to think for themselves. Yeah. Um, don't allow anyone um, to basically warp what your thought processes are. Like, if there are questions um, that you have within your mind, um, then, you know, flow with that. Go with that. Uh, dive. Delve into certain things. Research. Yeah. Um, don't take anything at face value have conversations um, democrat with or republican yeah. talk you know? to people you um, want to get to know talk to people just learn Read. and just it's not that hard <laughs> basically you know common sense i know is not so common but be one of those who utilizes it to its utmost potential and i think if you do that then the chips will fall where they may and I think they will fall favorably. So I'm just gonna leave with that. That's a good that's a good spot to end on. You redeemed yourself. <sighs> <laughs> well thank you everyone for listening. And that is episode three. I'm Nicole. I'm Earl. And this was the mix up. The mix up.